Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. This will be the final episode of this season, and we're going to recap Bet Bash. First off, I want to thank everybody for coming out to Bet Bash. Uh, it was about 550 of you guys, so we really appreciate all the support and all the uh, connections and all the love and everything. And I want to kind of go over um, the event feedback. Uh, we sent out a survey. We had a really good response for that survey. A lot of people responded, and um, uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit about you know what we went what went well. What didn't go well, what we want to do for next year, and um, and then we'll get into the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. So, um, first off, um, I got to Vegas about eh, two, three days prior. Um, first thing I did, me and Mike actually, we kind of walked the scavenger hunt route. Um, the scavenger hunt you know, it was all around Vegas, uh, downtown Vegas. So we had to make sure all the clues um, were still present. You know, when we did, when we created this, I had this idea, and I went last, I think, December in Vegas, and I had to go and kind of find out where all the clue points were and walk into all the different spots. So we kind of did a walkthrough, and everything pretty much stayed the same, but we had to verify it because last thing we wanted to happen is if somebody, you know, a clue changed or or something, and um, that would have been bad, you know, during the scavenger hunt. So that was good. Then me and Mike had some oxtail soup during that, and at the California, which is uh, one of Chinese Mike's favorite things to have, and it's incredible if you haven't had it. Um, every night after 9 p.m., they serve the oxtail soup. Um, really tasty, really flavorful. Um, you know, I'm not to, you don't have oxtail every day, so it was pretty good. Then the preparation began. My whole staff kind of flew in the next day. Um, and then we were all just getting ready and ready, um, you know, anticipating, uh, going over things with my video guys, going over things with the circuit management, and uh, making sure uh, all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Um, then it was, uh, Bet Bash officially started Tuesday night for the open bar cocktail uh, reception party. Um and uh, registration party, and that went well. Um, the Bar Canada has never been that packed before. It kind of was overpacked, to be honest. Um, I um, it was incredible. I even I went to Derek Stevens, who wound up coming that night, and I said, "Derek, you ever see Bar Canada this packed?" And uh, he got a great answer. He says, "Not on a Tuesday," uh, so <laughs> which was great. But um, yeah, it was. Um, really awesome um, to just have so many people there uh, drinking, saying hello, people that haven't seen each other in a long time. Um, the registration was great, you know, we were able to get everybody in, and, and, and you know, as a timely manner as possible. I hope you guys didn't wait online too long. We kind of had four lines instead of one last year, depending on your last name. So hopefully that kind of worked out. Um, we're probably outgrew Bar Canada. Um, so we're probably going to be moving things um, to the Circa, probably the overhang bar, which is kind of on the second floor, overlooking the sports book. I think that's probably going to be the registration spot for next year. 
because it's just easier flow and uh, a lot of people could go in and out and I think um, you know that's that's going to be better and as Bar Canada is so beautiful it just I think our group if we're going to continue to grow um, is, I think we just kind of outgrew Bar Canada um, so that registration party went well then the next morning speed networking so the speed networking um, you know we had a little bit of a technical difficulty we had one last year um, with respect to the program the processing speed that got fixed and then this year we had a little bit of a Wi-Fi issue circa we didn't realize it and the circuit didn't realize it that the the Wi-Fi because you don't get too much reception in that ballroom so they didn't realize that the Wi-Fi we're gonna have uh, you know several hundred people hitting that that, that network at the same time and um, and you know lesson learned uh, going forward for the speed networking we're gonna put a hard stop of the night before if you haven't signed up for speed networking the night before then um, you're still able to participate in speed networking if you come the morning of you just won't have optimal pairings based on the software you'll just have random pairings um, because we just want to make sure that we start on time not people have waiting around so that'll be uh, that that problem will be solved now forever um, I kind of wanted to get everybody in and you know make the schedule you know we made the schedule that morning at 9 a.m. people couldn't download it because of the Wi-Fi um, we tried to print them all out that wasn't working too fast so we're gonna have everything printed out we're gonna have the schedule sent to everybody um, the night before and um, and then again if you come the day of no problem you could still participate you know the morning of but um you're gonna just have to get random pairings you're not gonna be able to take advantage of uh of the speed networking the optimal pairings based on your preferences on the form that we sent you guys to fill out um a lot of people say oh yeah the speed network was great but i knew everybody or i i kind of got paired with people i already knew hey listen i got paired with chinese mike you know what i mean so um that's what happens um uh you know but i guess the one good thing about that somebody brought this up to me i forgot who it was but is is to prove that the actual algorithm works you know what i mean that actually this is you know optimal pairing so don't be deterred if you got hooked up with people you already knew again all you need to make out of the speed networking is to have one good meeting um, we've had several on um, me and my team so um, I think it went, went great I think everybody enjoyed it um, I love how some of the legends like Richard Schutz and Roxy Roxborough they participated in the speed networking and um, they enjoyed it and I think once we got things rolling it went pretty smooth some people say that that's their favorite event I enjoy it. I always participate. Um, I love it, and um, that'll be a staple of Bet Bash to kind of get people together and kind of get them out of their shell, and hopefully um, create those um, meetings and those connections that you guys all love um, and take out of the convention. After the speed networking event, we had another uh, cocktail party at the Bar Canada. It wasn't as many people this time around because most people registered. Um, still a great time, another open bar. Um, not sure if we're going to replace that with something else. We're not sure yet. A couple of different ideas are floating around. We'd love to hear any suggestions. Um, but we're, we're thinking about doing something else with that. But again, another great time. And that was like an impromptu slap fighting watch party, which was great. We were able to watch the slap fights on the, uh, on the TV and, uh, 
we bet a little, couple of the fights, um, and and that was great. You could you know because we at the Bar Canada, right next to the Circus Sportsbook there, so um, we were able to make a couple of you know small bets, nickel bets, but um, it was fun to be able to watch the fights and and, and bet on them, and uh, that slap fighting is something else. So that was that was really cool. Power slap, I think it's called. Um, then the next morning, uh, we have the scavenger hunt, and um, had about a hundred and about a hundred and eighty people show up to that, which was a bigger turnout than I thought it was going to be. Um, very well received for the most part. Again, it took a little longer than we expected. Um, some people, you know, that was the one event that was still well received but it didn't get the, the rave reviews um like all the other events and we've taken note of that and um you know it was tough um but you gotta understand we're giving away 20 g's uh so we had to make it tough um we had to not make it easy and we're gonna actually publish um i guess prior to the next bet bash or maybe sooner sooner than later but we're gonna publish the entire clue set um, for the speed networking, so you all, you know, everyone could look, watch it, and or everyone could, you know, look at it, see if, if something they like for next year, if we're going to do it next year or not, again, I'm not sure if we're going to do it, um, you know, it's, uh, it's up in the air still, but we're definitely going to put that out there for people to enjoy at home, if you, if you're a puzzle solver, or if you think you could have participated, um, the people that, that did participate absolutely loved it. Um, even the people that didn't win had a great time. Some people had to drop out; it was just too hard. And I get it. Listen, it, it's it's it was designed to be too difficult. You know, the whole premise of the whole speed networking thing—I mean, the of the scavenger hunt—was to try to get a job with Chinese Mike um, and work for the organization. Um, so that's a very difficult thing. You know what I mean? We have we interview hundreds of people, um, and we hire you know probably one out of a hundred. So. Um, it's not easy, and we wanted to make this thing not easy, um, but the whole point is um, is to make connections and to make friendships, that's the whole point, it's not about winning or losing, it's making friendships, and a lot of people got close solving these puzzles and, and working together as a team, I got a lot of good feedback on that, which is what it was all about, that's what the whole thing was, sure, to ca it's nice to win a little bit of cash, Sure, it's nice to be able to, you know, and also, I don't know if everybody noticed, but all the pictures as part of the scavenger hunt that were submitted, we were able to print those out for everybody um, and, and have them uh, have them there the next day for people to take home. So hopefully you guys were able to take home some of those pictures um, of your team uh, taken, you know, around these famous downtown landmarks um, and... Uh, you know, I, I'm 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 pleased with how how it turned out. Um, we'll but we'll try to again. It was a little bit too long. We'll try to make it shorter next year. Um, I can't guarantee we're going to make it less challenging, because um, you know, we, we, I think challenging is good, and I think it's good for it to to make you think. So then, um, after that, then uh, we had a watch party, which was uh, awesome, both at the Circus Sportsbook. And at the uh, at the stadium swim, and that was well attended by everyone. Had a nice spread out in both places. Drinks were flowing. Um, 
you know, not sure, you know, the, there's a preseason, preseason games were on, a couple of baseball games, so I'm not sure people were really getting too excited about what was on, on a television, but people were enjoying everyone's company, enjoying the sun outside, I stopped by both parties briefly just to say hello, um, and it was great, everyone was having a blast, um, I think Circuit did an incredible job, giving a nice spread of food and drinks at both spots, and um, we got incredible reviews for that. Then the next morning, of course, was like the main event of Bet Bash, essentially, um, you know, where you have the the, the, the Sunday Friday morning was the um, the panels, and the uh, the panels were. Um, I thought they went great, and I thought they just kept getting better and better. But um, first panel was attacking the weekly college football line. Moderated by Mitch Moss, we had Bud Elliott, Connor Howard, Eddie Walls, Matt Metcalf, and Paul Stone. I enjoyed that. Um, what they were talking about, um, it was great. I thought that panel went great, and I um, I think um, all these panels are great. I think Matt Metcalf is the one who uh, des- he, he's the one who designed all these panels, and you know, um, and they wind up being fabulous. Um, and honestly, that panel to me, I thought was incredible, um, at the time, I said, Matt, that was incredible, I thought you did great, and then, and then, until, you know, you see the other panels, and they were even great, too, it's like, you couldn't, you know, I thought that was gonna be the best panel of the day, until I saw the second panel, and and then the last panel, so, the next panel was Traders, um, moderated by Gil Alexander, we had David Frohart Lane, Glenn Herzog, Luke Miller, my guy Luke, Matt Davidow and Mike Craig, and I thought that was really deep. Um, that panel, if you knew sports betting and you knew how things work, um, there was a lot of good shit said in that panel. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I uh, I really, really loved that panel. Um, you, it was beautiful seeing everybody up there knew what they were talking about, were betting for, you know, everybody was betting for a long, long time at least a decade, for at least a decade, everybody on that panel, you know, spent hours in front of a, an odd screen and, and just knew exactly uh, what they were talking about. And that's what made it so beautiful. So, um, you know, that bookie better relationship and, and it got, they got into it. You know, I don't know about the full details, um, to, but, you know, I want to save that for people that were there, but there was some great stuff said. Then there was a lunch Avoided the hot dogs this year. We had a nice barbecue lunch um, that was uh, catered by Project Barbecue. So, um, and I think that was a lot better. A lot of people loved the food there. Some people went for seconds and thirds. Um, I missed that lunch because I was about to interview Billy Walters, and um, I'll get into that in a second. But the lunch I thought was great. I think it was nice. A little buffet-style lunch outside. Everybody was talking, and, and again, it was just good, good vibe all around, um, good food, um, and, you know, people were like, hey, man, those panels were so great, and they were just, I heard a lot of the buzz, I unfortunately couldn't eat, I was super nervous, man, I, I don't, I don't get too nervous, um, and I've interviewed several people, some of the best in the business, but Billy Walters, I don't know what it is, um, I had dinner with Billy Walters the night before, at Barry's Steakhouse, um, it was me, him, his wife, 
and um, Jackson, who is a, 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 a director, video guy, he does uh, documentaries. We had a good, good dinner. It was nice. Had a nice cap steak down there, and you know, we talked and we laughed, and it was just great. It's just that, I guess, interviewing Billy was one thing that um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if I was prepared enough to be honest. I had my list of questions, um, but um, I don't know. I was just too nervous. I kind of ran short because um, he was, you know, he said he was feeling under the weather, so I didn't want to, you know, make it too long. So I kind of wanted to make it, you know, 45 minutes ish. Um, so it ran short, and uh, I think I did okay, but I definitely could have done better. You know, it was one of those days. It wasn't my best interview. Um, he did incredible. It's all my fault that it, you know didn't go as good as I planned. Um, the one beautiful thing after the interview, um, you know, full standing ovation. Um, you know, Billy Walters to see him in person. This is you know the biggest sports better around, and um, people just hear the name Billy B W B W Billy Walters, and to actually see him in person and see him answer these questions and. And he answered the questions incredibly. Like, you know, I, I, I said, you know, Billy, some people consider you a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, how do you respond to that? And, um, and he said, well, listen, if a wolf is trying to get, trying to get, all the, uh, trying to get every bookmaker's money, then um, I'm a wolf, baby. <laughs> you know, it's just something to that regards. And it was just great. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm the biggest, baddest wolf there is. So, um, yeah, he, he just, just a pleasure, pleasure to talk to um awesome, awesome, awesome uh, uh, for him to give me that time. I know he did a bunch of interviews before that with a bunch of people, so he was kind of exhausted and stuff, and he wasn't feeling too well. So, um, but I'm, I, I ran short, but I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I wish I, I could get a do-over on that, but it was all right. I think, um, you know, and I don't think we're ever, you know, one, one day we'll publish the interview, but, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think anytime soon. He pretty much, you know, he's done so much media at this point to, to, to um, to, uh, you know, promote the book. That's nothing. On the interview, I didn't even, I forgot even to mention a book. That, that's how nervous I was. I just, the book wasn't even, I, I had my notes to mention a book. I just, I just went into, like, questions I kind of wanted answered on manipulation and stuff like that. So, kind of went into the weeds a little bit, which I, I enjoyed. I could have went into more, more into the weeds. I just didn't. Um, then the last panel, which is, you know, that was the main event, um, we put it on last, because we wanted a lot of people there, and a lot of people were skeptical, um, and, uh, on how this panel, uh, was gonna turn out, and it wound up being the most, oh shit, panel, like, oh my god, what's happening, uh, you know, it was the biggest ooh and ah panel of the day, um, can't we all just get along? Moderated by my man Sammy Padianovich, with Darren Ravel, Dave Sharapan, Jeff Benson, Rob Pizzola, and fill in for Joey Knish, Steve Fezzik. So, it was um, it it was incredible. That panel was just, I was laughing. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was just entertained. Um, Rufus Peabody, my buddy, was live tweeting it during the panel. I didn't realize it at the time, but then when I looked at it, looked, saw that, you know, he was just talking about everything, and, and that gave it even more buzz, and it was just, just, uh, you know, really good, you know, um, Darren Ravel was, um, 
was incredible. I thought he held his own. Um, Rob Pozzola challenged him, made a lot of valid points. Darren countered and made some good points, and everybody was making good points. Um, Jeff Benson would come in there and make some good points. Like, it was just really, even Fezzik was, um, was, was great and, and sharp. It was just, I'm telling you, and, and Sammy P was great. Everybody on that panel, it was, you know, there was a time which all six people were talking at the same time. It, it, it got crazy. Um, that panel was, um, you know, the one thing, and, 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 and Ravel even said it, he said, you go to these conferences and everybody on these panels agree and they nod and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you come out of it like, okay, whatever. Everybody just pretty much circled, jerked everybody else. This was contentious, contentious. This was, you know, there was debates, there was disagreements, there was, um, you know, people talking over one another, some voice, the tone of people's voices got louder, um, it was great, man, entertainment value, you couldn't ask for a better, better result, um, I know Rob loved it, Rob enjoyed it, Darren enjoyed it, everybody, and I, I went up there after the panel, I'm like, you guys knocked this shit out of the park, like, I don't, you know, it was, you know, I didn't realize that Darren Ravel was like a born entertainer, he's just, you know, he, um, he's really good, um, at, at entertaining people, and, and that's what happened, and, and so was Pozzola, like, Pozzola just, you know, those are the two kind of heavyweights going at it, and, you know, it was just, um, and then everybody else just supported it in, in a way in which, you know, it's just like a big fight, and, and, and everybody would just, like, a, an all-out brawl, and everybody would just take shots, and it was just, but at the end of it all, everybody shook hands, everybody smiled, and, um, and that's what, that's what it's all about, you know, we could agree to disagree, we could make points, um, that could, uh, differ from others, um, but, you know, let's at least talk about it, and I give credit to Darren Ravel, because very few people would have had the balls to be able to come on that panel, um, but he did, and, uh, and I give credit, a lot of credit to him, uh, he's one of the few out there, um, given how much heat he gets and, and how much people disagree with him on certain topics, um, for him to go out there and, and prepare to, uh, to debate these topics. Um, not too many people would have the balls to do so. So, um, wound up being, wound up being awesome. I can't say any, uh, more good about that panel. Um, so then I had to kick everybody out because we had to flip that room, um, to create, to be ready for the Hall of Fame. Now, you know, the Hall of Fame, you know, I had Matt Metcalf manage the panels. I had my buddy Manny manage the scavenger hunt. I had, you know, Mike Slater from uh, speednetworking.com manage the speed networking. The, the, the watch parties and the uh, and open bars and the cocktail parties, they pretty much manage themselves as long as the food is there and the drinks are flowing. We're all good. My biggest thing, the thing I managed the most was this Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. This is kind of what I, and this is why I knew I couldn't pay as close attention as I wanted to on all the other things. So I trusted um, my team to be able to uh, to create Bet Bash before the Sports Gaming Hall of Fame to be the best it could be. And I'm so proud of the whole team for what they've done. Sports Gaming Hall of Fame, my hand was in it and in it deep. I created this committee. Um, Derek Stevens, first off, agreed to... to uh, essentially put a hole 
uh, in the wall of the sports book and, and create that enclave and make it the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame, which is beautiful and gold and black, and the shield is there, the award that we give out, and the logo, and the plaques are there, just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, we had the unveiling that night at 5 o'clock. All the Hall of Famers are there, dressed to the nines, everybody coming, and all the, the several other legends that were, you know, accepting awards uh, on, uh, or presenting awards, you know, a who's who in the gambling world. Um, probably a night that will never be replicated again in the history of not just gambling, but in Las Vegas. Um, for all of those legends to be in the same room at the same time won't happen again. And I knew that it was special. Richie Bacheleri, who's a board member uh, on the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame, he even told me to spanky, it hit me. Uh, it just hit me how special this is. Like, look at who's here. Like, this is, this is like, this is as legit as it gets. And I said, yeah, I, I, you know, this is pretty crazy. Like, this is really, like, and, and for Richie, it was emotional. For me, it was emotional because, listen, when you spend your life doing this, when you spend, a lot of people say, oh, the Hall of Fame, uh, that's not, you know, whatever, how, you know, the, the stop it, you know, how could it be a gambling Hall of Fame? No, it, you know, when you spend your life doing this, sure, there could be a gambling Hall of Fame because this is all we know. Somebody, you know, this is what, and, and we know the people, that the pioneers, the legends that kind of built this business. So, absolutely, we have to honor these people and, um, and, 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 and present them, um, with these awards and, and to acknowledge the, their whole lifetime uh, of sports gambling. And um, it was just absolutely, you know, the, the reveal was great. And then the ceremony, um, we got so many unbelievable reviews. The ceremony was incredible. Shout out to my man, Dan, who's my videographer, who created all those videos, those intro videos that we had. Um, he went around to several different sports books. He went to the Circa. He went to the South Point. He went to the Westgate. He even went to Billy Walters Golf Club, Golf uh, uh, Resort, um, to be a golf uh, the clubs his his uh, the Bali High, and um, to get all these testimonies from everybody. So that was just like you know he we did a lot of work getting all this together and then putting it all together for each Hall of Famer, these vignettes, these, uh, you know, these two-minute intro videos um, to be able to show, to introduce the crowd to what this Hall of Famer was about. Um, those videos are on our website right now, sghof.com, if you're interested in seeing them. But um, that was really special. Those videos were just incredible. And I think a lot of the Hall of Famers and the family members of, of the, the Hall of Famers... Um, that are that are passed on, um, they appreciate it as well. Um, so you know, just to recognize everybody in the Hall of Fame, Charles McNeil, um, who wind up uh, having his cousins there and his uh, his distant cousins and his distant uh, nephew and niece um, to show up, I thought was uh, was great. Um, you know, they uh, Charles McNeil when we had to find them. To find the McNeils, it was very difficult, and, and you know, we, we, there were so many different sources we had to use. Shout out to my man Broner for helping us find the McNeils because, you know, we had to look at 
gravestones and we had to find out where this guy was buried we had to call cemetery we went call cemeteries try to find who you know who paid for the plot how did this you know look at ancestry.com and all these other websites and find out how these people are related and then after we find out and hopefully they're related you have to call them up and then you have to tell them listen i'm not trying to sell you anything you, I don't know if you know this, but your cousin, you know, was popular, was credited for inventing, or possibly inventing, but definitely popularizing the point spread, and he also invented teasers, and um, and we want to present an award, and we need somebody to accept the award on his behalf, um, given that Charles McNeil passed on in, in 1980 or 81, I believe, so it was, um, so that was, it wasn't easy, you know, finding that wind up finding them, they flew them out, um, they came from uh, Delaware and, and, and from Michigan, and um, and they loved it, they had a great time in Vegas, the McNeils, the McNeil family history is pretty insane, the McNeils, when you trace their lineage back, um, um, one of the, Steve McNeil wound up telling me that they traced their lineage back all the way to the Mayflower, um, and I'm like, damn, like the Mayflower? That's the type of shit you read about in your second grade history book. Like, oh yeah, they all came on a Mayflower. Okay, just like, you know, Christopher Columbus boats. You just hear these boats, you know what I mean? The Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria, and then you just forget it. You know, okay, whatever. But like one of these boats that I, or these ships that I remember about in like my grammar school history class, um, you know, these guys had relatives that were on there, which is insane. Um, so... I thought that was really, really cool, and it's cool that the McNeils kind of came from that, and and I loved it. Um, next up, Billy Baxter, man, what a what a legend, um, incredible. Um, you know, he was he got a little emotional, you know, when he saw that the the video. He goes, man, I didn't realize how much I accomplished, uh, but I, I can't, you know, you know, Billy Walter, uh, Billy Baxter is um is one of those guys that which. He just doesn't stop, and he doesn't stop and smell the roses. It seems because he's always working, he's always gambling. The day before Bep, the day before the Hall of Fame, he was playing poker. The day after the Hall of Fame, he was playing poker. I think the morning of the Hall of Fame, he was playing poker. The guy just plays cards and, and just just bets sports all day. That's what he does. He doesn't stop. He doesn't know anything else. He is the gambler's gambler. There is no better all-around gambler when it comes to different avenues of gambling. When you sum it all up, there is nobody, nobody better than Billy Baxter. Nobody. When it, it, you know, and if, if Billy Baxter wanted to make a bet with you where you thought you had the best of it, you got to think twice, because this guy is the gambler's gambler, um, and and one of the best. Um, Jack Franzi, another one who's accepted by his son Zach Franzi. Chris Andrews presented him. Um, beautiful, beautiful, everybody just had so much great things to say about Jack Frenzy on how he utilized information, um, just a great, great thing, and I know Zach loved it, and the whole family was there, um, all the Frenzies, um, it was just great, you know what I mean, I saw the granddaughter taping it, and, you know, with her phone, and then she was just, just couldn't believe how, like, you know, like, you know, it's great to see the young people recognize, like, damn, like, you know, that that was my granddad, and all these people are saying the most incredible things about me. Same thing happened with Jackie Gone. Um, you know, it was just uh, like like that to me was just it was incredible. You know, Michael Gone accepted 
on on Jackie's behalf. I know Vinny Maiulo presented that award. Um, but you know, John Gone, who is the great grandson of, of Jackie Gone, was there, and he was actually he went up to the Legacy Club afterward, and he was holding the award, and he was really proud, like you know, this is my great granddad, and you know what I mean to be able to you know that Gone, that name Gone, when it comes to Las Vegas. That's one of the big names, and and to see how much the grandson, the great grandson, and see how, how much Michael even appreciated it. It was just really cool, you know, to watch that, and and to see how much um, it meant to them. You know, a lot of the speeches, a lot of people, kind of, you know, they, they were getting teary eyed. A lot of people had cracks in their voice. Um, one comes to mind, Stephanie Rosenthal, who was talking about her her pops. Lefty Rosenthal, and, you know, and Lefty Rosenthal has done so much, you know, when it comes to popularizing sports betting and the movie Casino, and, you know, John Murray at the Westgate said that he would have not, he wouldn't have been in his position had it not for the movie Casino, and the movie Casino would never have been made had it not for Frank Lefty Rosenthal, so, you know, Stephanie Rosenthal wind up um, saying that, you know, in her speech, one of her last lines was, um, I, uh, I, I, my, my dad said, you know, he's proud of a lot of things, but the thing he's the most proudest of is being, being, uh, being a father. And, and when she said that last line, she almost cracked. And, um, and it's, you know what I mean? It's just beautiful, you know, to, to speak it from the heart, um, and to have, you know, these kids come out, not saying she's a kid, but I'm saying these, these, these heirs, these children come out on behalf of their father or grandfather was just so beautiful, so beautiful, and, and Stephanie was such, you know, incredible lady, incredible woman, um, she actually holds swim records till this day, United States youth records, I think 13 year old, I think in the backstroke it was, or I forgot what it was, but she still till this day, when she was a young, young little girl in the, in the early 80s, um, um, she was, um, or mid eighties, she was, she held, she still holds these records and they still haven't been broken, which is incredible. If you think about it, you know, we're talking almost 40 years, these records are still intact. So, um, you know, uh, shout out to Stephanie Rosenthal and, um, for, uh, for being there and, and for being a hall of famer in, in, in and of herself when it comes to swimming. She actually is part coaching the the U.S. Olympic team um, for the 2024 games. So, um, yeah, Jackie going, Jack Franzi, just to go down the line on another one. Bob Martin, whose granddaughter was there, and um, and she started saying some great stories about Bob. One of the stories that stuck out to me was how you know people tout services tried to say, Bob, can we just use your name? And it was a super lucrative offer. Um, and we'll just use your name, and we'll just say, you know, we're, you know, this is before he died, at later in life, we'll use your name, and we'll sell picks, and we'll just say it's Bob Martin's picks, and Bob Martin, uh, said, no, my, my integrity, I, people, if they think, they see my name, they're gonna think it's a sure winner, or they're gonna think, you know, it's something that I contributed to, or that this is something that they're gonna, people are gonna put a lot of money on, or, 
you know, they're going to have faith in me like they've had faith in me in the past, and I can't do that to people. And that's the kind of guy Bob Martin was and how honorable he was. I only heard the stories, the legendary Bob Martin, the best bookmaker in the world ever. But when you hear something like that, you realize how honorable and how the integrity of Bob Martin was just off the chains. Because, you know, think about it, how many people today would um, would pass up an offer to just be able to, you don't, you don't have to do nothing, just let us use your name and, uh, and and you just make money. Not too many people would pass on that. So um, that was an incredible story. And, and again, Ashley St. Clair, who's Bob Martin's granddaughter, um, and Eric St. Clair, her father, were there to accept the award. And, you know, she's an accomplished attorney and um, she did an incredible speech. And, you know, she actually said she studied the case with her uh about her uh, her grandfather, Bob Martin, and there was a case that they have to study in law school. So she goes, I can't believe one of the cases in law school that all these students are studying is about my grandfather. It's like insane. So just cool, cool stuff, you know, all around. Just a lot of love in the room, a lot of, lot of, lot of emotion. It was real. The emotion was real. Um, Richard Schutz, who presented the award to uh, Scotty Shetler, Man, that was emotional too. That was, you know, Richard um, said so many nice things, and he almost he almost broke down at the end, um, you know, because uh, when I asked Scotty, I called Scotty any living inductee. I I give them, you know, uh, 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 an inductee that that's that's passed on. We kind of want to choose who's going to present to them, but any living inductee, um, we uh, we we kind of will ask the inductee, who do you want to present the award to you? And I called Scotty Shetler, and the first name, he goes, oh, no, I go, Scotty, if you want to think about it, just let me know, I'll give you a week or so. He goes, I don't have to think about it, Richard shoots right away. And I told Richard that, and Richard, you know, said I almost cried, or I got so emotional, because, you know, with, Scotty Shetler would never be where he was if it wasn't for Richard shoots and for what he did to um, to let Scotty be the bookmaker that he is, to be the incredible bookmaker that he was. Because a lot of things that Scotty did, the Gaming Control Board and the FBI, all these other, so many different people trying to step in and, and stop, you know, or, or, you know, pry in. And Richard Schutz was the guy in between to kind of keep these people at bay, let Scotty do what he did best. And Scotty became, and is still till this day, uh, uh, noted, noted as one of the most customer-friendly bookmakers ever in Las Vegas and ever in the world. Um, accepted all customers, just wanted the right business, and that's all he did. Eleven is bigger than ten. I mean, that's 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 the that's the Scotty Shetler line, and that that probably Bob Morton passed on to him. That he said, you know, it's just just an incredible, incredible um, person, and, and I love Scotty. And um, uh, you know, we um, were I got pretty not I don't want to say pretty close, but close enough to Scotty that. We talk often, and you know we share kind of things um, with each other. And um, I was so happy he was able to make it, and um, to see his son there, Vince, and his wife, and Connie, and and um, and, and and you know they had their whole family. It was just, just a, again another beautiful thing um, to have these legends recognized. Um, another one, Jimmy Vaccaro, um, who just you know Jimmy Vaccaro had both his nephew and his son presenting the award and and um during the during the Hall of Fame reveal I said Jimmy congratulations and he took me and he's and, and he said he says, Listen kid, um 
you know, or, you know, and he said something to me that just was um, super touching, and I'll share it, but, you know, he said, listen, kid, it, it's, I, I love what you're doing here, it's guys like you, the young guys like you, that, that we're passing this torch on to keep this thing alive and to keep this thing um, what it is, and, and for Jimmy Vaccaro to say something like that to me, um, I'm a nobody, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a gambler, and that's it, um, I'm, you know, and, and, and I, I, I felt as if now, like, I got, you know, knighted by Jimmy V to tell me to pat, keep this thing going and make sure, and I told him, Jimmy, I promise I will make sure that, you know, this Hall of Fame will, is, is, is what it is, and, it's, and, and, and to make sure that the proper people uh, on the, the committee, you know, I don't have a vote in it, but I, you know, hopefully the committee will, um, nominate and induct the right people and, and acknowledge the best people that have built this um industry and 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 legends like you jimmy that that you know that have or enabled a jabroni like me to make a living betting sports because you know had none of these big bookmakers existed and had this industry changed it would have been a lot more difficult and and um and i don't know if i would have been where i'm at so you know, I, I thanked him, and, and I, that meant a lot, and um, it was great, especially seeing Jimmy Vaccaro in a sports jacket, that was, um, you know, the the the, the uh, eight-to-one dog definitely cashed, because I, I didn't think we were going to see that, so it was um, great seeing Jimmy and, and, and all his family, and um, and everybody, and his son, uh, you know, even his son said, I can't, you know, my dad, I can't believe my dad is Jimmy Vaccaro, just amazing, so his son had, had such touching, touching words. Um, yeah, Michael Gawn, I, I mentioned earlier, just, you know, said great things um, about his pops, and, and he was really, um, you know, it, it was, he even mentioned me. Some some people mentioned me, and thanks, Spanky, and I'm like, what the hell? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing part of this. The whole committee is what have made it. Like, you know, people that thank me, I did nothing. I just, I wanted to do this, and without the committee, it's the committee, and I made sure that I acknowledged the committee before the Hall of Fame started, Mike Palms thought was the MC, and he introduced Derek, and Derek then introduced me, and I wanted to make sure I used my time to thank everybody, but to also acknowledge the board members, um, because without the board of the Hall of Fame, and without the debates, and without everything going on, this Hall of Fame wouldn't be what it is, because the board legitimizes it. These people on the board know their shit inside out, live, breathe, and eat sports betting. So, um, shout out to the entire board. I'll even just mention everybody's name in alphabetical order. Chris Andrews, Richie Bacciolari, Billy Baxter, Chris Bruno, Dickie Carson, Steve Diano, Alan Devorkis, Arnie Lang, Vinny Maiulo, Matt Metcalf, Dave Purdom, Roxy Roxborough, Vic Salerno, Richard Schutz, Paris Smith, Jeff Whitelaw. Those are the, those are the, um... The people that kind of that that all made this happen, um, so um, that's that's what made it special. Um, onward to Vic Salerno and his speech. Vic Salerno and Roxy Roxborough wind up walking up there together, and they were probably blasted by then, completely drunk, and they loved it. They were enjoying every second of the whole night, toasting toasting each other and having a blast, and they were you know business partners for so long. Vic even asked me, because it was an intermission, he goes, or oh, Roxy, one of them asked me, is it okay if we go up there together? I said, you could do whatever you want. There's there's no rules tonight. This is your, uh, um, 
this is your thing, you know what I mean? So whatever Roxy wants to do when you want to do, this is your open mic, live mic, live stage, your night. This is Roxy's night, and um, and Roxy was, you know, great sharing the stage with Vic, and they both told stories, and Vic had a couple of pretty funny jokes um, uh, about, you know, everybody that's getting inducted has some type of a criminal record, which was kind of funny, but, um, yeah, it's... Um, it was just great all around, and you could tell they were just having a blast. And 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 you know, go, you know, there were some people that would had tears. Roxy and Vic were all smiles and all happy, but you could tell how much this meant to Roxy. And Roxy even told me afterwards. And you know, um, you know, the line I'm about to say it just blows me away. Spanky, this is probably the funnest week week I've had in my life. And um and you know. If you think about Roxy Roxborough and the shit that he's been through and all the weeks that he'd had his life and the fun times he's had and he's saying that Bet Bash Week and this whole thing was the best one of the best times, if not the best time, I like that's pretty amazing. So, you know, I can't I said, Roxy man, I can't believe you even said that, you know. And then he you know, he he repeated it to me because he left it on a voicemail and then I said, you know, were you sure about that? Like did I hear that right? He goes, no, absolutely. That it was one of the best weeks of my life, and um, and and that's how awesome it is because Roxy is just a legend, and he deserves. And you know, he helped me build this whole, you know, this whole design the rules, and 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 he's a board member, and he's also a Hall of Famer. So um, it's just incredible, incredible. I can't thank Roxy enough, um, and his friendship is just invaluable. Um, Roxy's a Hall of Famer. I didn't. Roxy was, you know, around before my time. But you know, as a kid in high school, I would read the newspaper and get the Roxy line. What's Roxy got on this line? You know, so that that was, you know, the Daily News or the Post or whatever it was. Um, he's just impacted every American that's bet sports somehow or some way in the last thirty years um, has been influenced or has looked at a line that Roxy had a hand in, which is pretty incredible. And then last but certainly not least um, was uh, was Billy Walters. And um, the person that presented the award to Billy Walters was Jack Binion, who was just, oh my God, unbelievable. Super legend of legends. And um, he gave a great speech. And, and then Billy Walters came when he was started. He got choked up a little bit and he gave his speech. And it was just great. Thanked his wife. You know, his wife, Susan, you know, anybody that read the book, um, you know, Susan Walters is, um, I thought my wife, uh, was an angel, um, until I read Billy's book and I met Susan and I realized, oh my God, you know, his wife's a saint because the shit that Billy put her through and the number of times he's gone broke and the number of predicaments he's put himself in or he's got himself in and for the wife to still stick by him is just absolutely incredible. Um, doesn't get more true love than that, and I hate to be sobby and all that shit, but damn, I can't believe it, um, so, um, yeah, that was, they're, uh, they're, uh, stuck together at the hip, and, and it's great, I love seeing that, and, um, and, and it was great, it was a moment, and, you know, Billy Walters is, you know, one of the pillars, if, you know, him and Bob Martin, I think, are the two pillars that every person would agree on, even the other Hall of Famers would agree on, that essentially solidifies and legitimizes this entire Hall of Fame. Because you got the world's greatest sports better and the world's greatest bookmaker. And those are the two pillars in Bob Martin and Billy Walters. 
everything, most of the stuff that we've all known or has built upon those two. Of course, Charles McNeil as well, who wasn't influenced by them, but everyone else more or less was, and, you know, and um, it's just uh, just great, you know, to, to see this Hall of Fame. You know, the dinner was great. Um, I thought it was, it was, it was, it was great. Um, and, um, you know, the, the open bars, we had a bar in every corner. I think there was four bars, um, uh, four or five bars, I forget. And everybody was just having a blast. And uh, it was just a great time, and it was legit. And people didn't realize the big event that it was going to be. Um, you know, we have this, we might, we're trying to, I guess we're trying to figure out how we can televise this Hall of Fame because it was that good. You know, that's the one thing I might want to televise. So if anybody out there wants knows anybody or wants to uh, help us out with trying to get this on the air somewhere, um, you know, um, we'd be happy to discuss and uh, discuss uh, doing so. Um, but uh, it was just so good, and, and it was the best, best, you know, inaugural class of the Hall of Fame, and and we're going to keep it rolling. You know, the Hall of Fame will be the staple event going forward of Bet Bash, and there's a lot of uh, empty plaques on the wall of the Circus Sportsbook, and we're going to slowly but surely fill those plaques in, um, you know, year after year after year. I don't know, if, I don't think we'll ever have a year of 10 inductees again. Who knows, but, um, but uh, it's probably going to be a lot less. But that being said, um, you know, it's definitely going to be something that um, that's going to be cherished and it's going to be acknowledged and... Uh, you know, it's cool, you know, I, I'm in an occupation where there's actually a Hall of Fame, and there's people that either I looked up to, or I, I, I that influenced me in some way or another, um, and, and that's just a cool thing to have, and um, I thank the whole board, I thank the entire, the, all the Hall of Famers, I thank their families, and I thank all of you that came out to Betbash, um, that, that, that were part of it, um, for uh for being a part of this hall of fame it really it, it meant a lot to me so you know let's go over the survey for bet bash i just want to just kind of go over um a couple of things you know we have a 95 percent will you attend bet bash again is yes um how satisfied were you the event um again over 97 percent were e uh four or five uh, satisfied um likely these are just you know or just all positive reviews um again the speed networking was a little not speed networking the scavenger hunt was a little bit of mixed um just because it lasted long and it was too hot um there's a lot of different comments here um that it's impossible to go through all of them but um i'm hearing you and we will definitely uh when we do a preview for bet bash i've gotten all this um you know it's um I, I hear your voices and thank you for your feedback and uh, it's really been um, you know one question we asked what was your primary goal of attending Bet Bash and we had one side networking and the other side having fun and believe it or not you know the primary goal for uh, you know and it was like a one to five scale so it was 32 percent was was all about networking 16 percent was you know right there towards having fun but more networking and then about 30 percent were having right in the middle i want to have fun and i want to network and then the other uh about 22 percent ish 
we're more having fun. So it's clear, you know, most of you are coming to Bet Bash to network. Um, a lot of you want to have fun, but most of you want to network. And we're going to, you know, that's why we have the speed networking. That's why we have the open bars, because that kind of combines networking and having fun. We're going to continue to do these events. Even the scavenger hunt, with some extent, um, was networking. We want you guys to, to network. We want you guys to meet and, and, and connect with other sports bettors and bookmakers and betting partners and, and anybody in the business, handicappers and modelers and tech guys and whoever it is. You know, th this is what it's all about. So that's that's why, we, you know, it's been created. And, we, we, you know, we, we see that and we're definitely going to strive towards making sure that networking is the biggest aspect. Um, the panels, we want to make them educational and entertaining. I think we hit the mark here. Shout out again to Matt Metcalf for exactly knowing what we're after and, and, and you know, hitting a home run, complete home run on the panels. Um, you know, one of the people made a suggestion, maybe we could have several panels going on at the same time. No, we, we, you know what I mean? This is not a thousand, several thousand people here, and we're not going to have watered-down panels where, you know, people talk much but say little. Um, no, this ain't like that. These are not, and, and the people that we put on the panels, we want them to be, you know, s at least experts, or if not experts, entertaining. And, um, you know, because it's, you know, we want people to enjoy themselves. So, um, and it was a great mix. And we'll continue to do it that way. Um, and uh, I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to make Bet Bash the best sports betting. Well, it's the only sports betting conference, but for the players, um, and, and to make it player focused. And I promise you guys that again, everybody thinks I'm making money on this. I am not. I made lost money on pretty much every Bet Bash I've run or broken even. Um, that will no longer be the case going forward. I will definitely start making money now. I think we've over the hump. So Bet Bash 4, um, I'll wet my beak a little bit and turn a profit. But um, and we're going to do some more sponsorships. We're looking to hire somebody to kind of do this thing full time to get sponsors and to kind of. Um... So listen, if you see an ad here and there and, you know, it's all right. That's what it is. That's, that, you know, somebody's got to pay us to do all this. Um, because my staff, shout out to my staff for, for, you know, we did not hire any out, we did not hire an outside staff. Besides the circus staff, shout out to them, and shout out to my staff, um, who are not event planners, who are not coordinators. I had my IT team here, I had my accounting team here, I had my injury team here, I had my trading team here. I had everybody on board, um, helping out with everything. And that's the kind of family we are in my office, in which... We all just know when to pick up things, and even though it's not one person's forte, we figure it out. And um, I'm sure you met several of them, and they're just great, great. It's a great, great staff, and I'm so proud of everybody. So thank you guys again for coming to Bet Bash. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope to start getting this out more on a regular basis um, and start recording um, more episodes. Um, it's just... Uh, you know, it's it's hard to get. You know, I gotta get the right guests. I promise you one thing: whether it be Bet Bash, whether it be Be Better Betters or anything, 
or spank odds even. I don't put out shit just to put it out. I only, I try to make things, make enhancements, put out episodes that I truly believe mean something. I don't have a sponsor, so I don't have a quota. I don't have to put out content. I don't have to, you know, you're not going to read me, read a fucking ad. You know, who knows? Maybe one day, if the, the price is right, I might read it. But I'll never read an ad on a company I don't believe in. Um, and um, and then again, I don't like the pressure of having to do shit. You know what I mean? I've kind of worked hard enough that I'm financially independent and I don't have a boss, really, so you know, except my wife, but I don't have to answer to nobody, so I, I, I enjoy that, and there's no pressure to do it, so if I take a month or two off of the podcast, so be it, that's what it is, um, but, uh, you know, if I get into the grind again and get a little excited, um, I definitely will keep it up, and I want to thank everybody so much for supporting Bad Bash, supporting everything we do, you know, we kind of got a big conglomerate here, our betting partners, thank you for uh, for being our partners. I'm, I'm, hopefully we make money together and uh, we continue to make money together. Thank you so much for Spank Odds, for using the free software. Um, it's free for now, uh, everybody, so enjoy it. Thank you for coming to Bet Bash and, um, and, and supporting the event. It's much appreciated and um, I hope you guys... Um, I don't think there'll ever be a better Bet Bash than Bet Bash 3. Um, I knew Bet Bash Street was going to be the, 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 you know, the, the best ever. Um, and we'll never have a Hall of Fame class like that. You'll never have a room with Billy Walters, Billy Baxter, Michael Gorn, and Jack Binion in it, I think, ever again. So, um, maybe, who knows, but I think, you know, these are legends and they're old and, you know, who knows, you know, I hope they live to, to, to see a hundred, a hundred years or even more. But, um, but, um, and I hope they come to every Bet Bash, but you just, you know, who knows, so... I, I'm I'm so happy that the legends were all there and um and and again thank you for everybody coming out and thank you for uh, listening to this podcast I know it doesn't come out too often so much appreciated thanks so much for the time until next time.